Oh, hello. Hey. Hi. Hey, we're back. <laughs> I like... <laughs> I'm very gentle, and then you come in like a New Yorker. I refuse. I, hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm walking in. Like a little. What, are you, what are you looking at? <laughs> hey, guys, how's it going? What up? <laughs> I'm always tempted to do the Ethan Klein. What up, pimps? <laughs> this Ethan. <laughs> this Ethan. Ah. Yeah. There we go. Let's blow everyone's ears out in the first minute and a half. Mm-hmm. That's a good way People to do it. People like it when you blow things out. People like it when you scream at them. Uh-huh. Uh, how's it going, everybody? 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 How's it going, everybody? How's it going, everybody? <laughs> it's me, Hobstow Wado. Here's a thing we could talk about. <laughs> wow, early. All right, let's There's hear it. There's a door board game. What? They're, they are doing like a Kickstarter campaign. Is it produced by the Brothers Chap? I'm pretty sure. Oh. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, someone on Facebook, one of my friends on Facebook posted it, and the way the the title was worded made it sound like it's from them. I dig that. So I didn't look into it further. I could be wrong, but I hope it's from them. They're kickstarting it? <clears throat> Sounded like it. I'll buy that. Right? Me yeah, too. Yeah, I'll totally buy the Brothers Chap's Trogdor Burninator game. Let me let me uh, look this baby up. Yeah, let's do that live right now. Yeah, I mean it's necessary. I will say I was a huge fan of the the Homestar cartoons and the Strong Bad emails throughout middle school and even into high school. Well, no, I think it's really starting in high school. Probably it was in high school for me. Yeah, and uh, they only kept getting better, and then for some reason I just kind of tapered off on them. I guess they, I don't know, they're sort of kind of cl- stopped. Well, they they did slow down, and then they kind of hit like a, a third wind, I want to say, sometime not that long ago. But I think they might have petered back out again. But I loved Strong Bad. I had a Strong Bad pin I wore ever. I had a I had a the cheat shirt that I made. Oh, that's I remember that shirt. Yeah, it washed down to almost nothing. It like yeah. the, the 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 uh, print came almost completely off of it. That was very much in the days of Katie. Katie and I doing our cartoon that we drew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and, it's uh, Dol- Dolan, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we we were very much inspired by Homestar Runner. <laughs> <laughs> we watched a lot of the Strong Bad emails. You know, it's sort of like, I feel like the same way that people discover Python and then they just <laughs> like think like Monty Python for a while. Yeah. I feel like the Homestar was a headspace you could really get into. Right. I, I think there were a lot of things that in, inspired us in making our little comics, which we sold for like 25 cents <laughs> in the hallways at school. I remember this. I know people that like still have them. <laughs> I still have them, but I mean like other people who bought them from us and just never threw them away. Yeah. <laughs> which they should have. <laughs> Did you draw them in paint? Yeah. I thought so. <laughs> Because <laughs> I remember it was part of the aesthetic. Yeah, well, it was kind of out of necessity at the time, but sure. But yeah, it was it was part of the aesthetic. I really liked making those comics. They were yeah. really stupid and fun. I feel like and I, so time consuming. I could be wrong, <laughs> but I feel like I remember like having the booth set up to sell the paper, and then you guys also selling those comics at the same time on lunch. Is that is that possible? We never officially like sold them anywhere because we wouldn't have been able to get permission to do that. But I would not have put it past me to set some on the booth right. and be like, sell these. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of like that. Because during, during that time, I remember I spent like almost every lunch away in the office by myself working. Right. Instead of actually going to lunch. But I would go down and check to see how sales were going for the paper and all that. <laughs> There'd just be a lone 25 cents. <laughs> I was like, oh, what the hell is this doing here? And yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. So what did you find out about the Trogdor game? It is by the Brothers Chaps Hell and James yeah. Ernest. Hell yeah. Um, and the Kickstarter campaign says, Trogdor the Board Game by Homestar Wado. <laughs> Does it just say Homestar Runner or did you interpret the Wado out of it? Oh, it says Homestar Runner, but I, I said it like Homestall. I think that's the correct way to read that. I think so, too. <laughs> I can't not. That's the way Home I read it in my head. Homestar Wado. It's dot, what was it? Homestarrunner.net. It's dot com. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's let's talk about, should we save this for the middle, Seggy? Or do you want to talk about this here? Let's do it now. Let's okay. do it now. Um, we got a middle segment. Also, I said Seggy. Yes, you did. <laughs> Seggy. Um, for centuries, the legendary wingling dragon Trogdor the Burninator has terrorized the peasant kingdom of peasantry with his scorching flames and greased-up beefy arm. Now he has descended from the mountains once again and will not stop until he burninates the entire countryside and all those unfortunate, unfortunate enough to get in his way. You and up to five friends, or maybe people you just paid to come over, take on the roles of a cult of hooded creepos calling themselves the Keepers of Trogdor, who have <laughs> devoted their lives to aiding the mighty dragon in his quest for total and complete burnination. <laughs> um, they have really crazy, the Keepers have crazy names. You could be like Galgabudge. Cranjeg, Hegeltha, Stoneclaw, those are just a few. Nice. Take turns guiding Trogdor on his destructive lost weekend around peasantry. <laughs> Help him avoid pesky knights and archers, devour peasants, burninate the countryside, and of course, the thatched roof cottages. I was going to say, you got to burninate some thatched roof cottages, or this of isn't course. Trogdor. To anyone, um, to anyone who doesn't know what this is, this sounds insane. <clears throat> oh, yes, it does. Uh, people might not know what Homestar Runner is. Right. We're just totally making assumptions that people do. Let's throw it out quickly that HomestarRunner.com was a Flash animation website featuring a bunch of silly characters, one of which was a burninating dragon named Trogdor who destroyed the countryside. It came from the Strong Bad emails specifically, yes. which in my opinion were the best part, although yeah. there were no bad parts of yeah. the Homestar Runner suite. Yeah. Of entertainment. And I believe it's still in existence and you could go. It is. Although a lot of the strong bad email has been moved over to YouTube to make it easier to watch, which is yeah. great. Yeah. So watch those. Watch the Chogdor one. I mean, I started watching them in high school. They have a, like a special place in my heart, but I yeah. still think they'd be funny now. They just might be funny in a different way now than they were then. Maybe just like they'd be cute, but right. not as impactful as they were to me at the time. I don't know. Some of them are still really good. I think it depends. Yeah. Um, there's, some of them are really, some of them have held up. Others, not so much. Yeah. Um, anyway, this game looks super sweet and I want it. What do they want to, <clears throat> what, do they, what do they want for the Kickstarter for a pledge to get a, get a copy of this game? Um, let me see. Let me click on back this project. Yeah. Cause honestly, like I would back this shit. I mean, it, um, even if they don't make it, I'd be willing to put some money towards hoping they do. $40 or more is the wingling level. 
You get the game. The full game with screen-printed wooden meeple game pieces. Sweet. $60 or more is the Burninator level. You get the game plus minis. So it's the full game with screen-printed wooden meeple game pieces as well as a set of painted high-quality plastic miniature game pieces. Yeah. 200 or more. It's a big jump. Yeah, it is a huge jump. The Wormwood Beefy level. Everything from the Burninator level plus a handcrafted wooden game board made of cherry by the artisans at Wormwood Gaming. 500 or more, Wormwood Majesty level. Um, You get, like, an engraved handcrafted game board, a box, and accessories made of cherry. Yeah. And then the last level is uh, the Wormwood Consummate level. (laughs) $1,800 or more. Everything from the Burninator level plus the handcrafted Wormwood game game board box and accessories from even more luxurious wood and materials, plus a built-in Lazy Susan. What? <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm not sure I understand. The $1,800 level, is there a mention of something like, usually they do like, oh, you can meet the brother's chap and have a dinner. It doesn't and say ba-ba-ba. anything about that. Wow. The built-in um, Lazy Susan really does not justify. <laughs> right. And they use even better wood than cherry. All right. But um, I would probably do the $40 level. I could even Maybe see, the $60 level. I could even see doing the $200 level. Maybe if we split it. I mean, that's pretty steep and all, but it's like these guys have been in they were our lives huge, since. They were a huge part of my life. Yeah. Huge part of my life for a yeah. long time. And the fact that they're still doing things does make me very happy. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll split that. Sure. That's something we do. Yeah. I believe in supporting creative people, and I believe in supporting people that made me want to be creative. Right. Like, that's huge. Yeah, right. That's a big deal. Those so guys, those guys formed a little my money sense on of that. humor. Right. I mean, right. other people took off after that, but those guys formed my sense of humor. I feel like I owe the brother's chap a couple of, a couple of bones, you know? Right. All the material that I quoted from them and stole from them <laughs> probably owe them more than $200. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, so if if you guys were fans of Homestar Runner or if you become fans now, maybe think about getting the game, even if it's just the $40 level. Mm-hmm. That would be, like, super cool game to have. Yeah, I think it would. I would enjoy that. And I like the angle. I like that you're not a peasant trying to escape Trogdor. You're You're helping. a cult member trying to help him. That's so perfect. Yeah, it's actually kind of sweet because you kind of, it seems like you play around Trogdor. You like support the movement of the main Trogdor. You protect piece. him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of <laughs> sweet because, you, you know, you don't want to destroy Trogdor. Trogdor is our boy. Right. I forget why, I forget what email, what strong bad email that's from, like how it started, but. It was called Dagron. Uh, and someone wanted to ask him how to draw a Dagron. Yeah, meaning then, a dragon. And he started off with an S and then a more different S. Right. And the little feet. Some consummate Vs. Consummate Vs. <laughs> uh, the uh, eyebrows with the pointy, you know. Yeah, uh, the, the, the angry eyebrow. eyebrows. And then a big beefy arm on the back for good measure. Uh-huh. And then another one of those beefy arms on the front. <laughs> yeah, and then he started making the song. Yeah. Yeah, that's how Trogdor is. Trogdor. That's how it happened. This is, you know what, just, you know, there's there's no explaining it, but if you haven't seen it yet, go to YouTube, search for Dagron. You'll probably <laughs> find it. Or Trogdor. I'm sure you can find it under Trogdor, too. Yeah. Um, I love everything about that. 
Yeah, me too. I, I really want to invest in that. Do you maybe have a little little game? I got a little play? I got a little something here. I got a little something. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with this. Chrissy. I'm listening aptly. <laughs> oh, uh it's my cue. No, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say, would you like to play the game that's sweeping the internet? <gasps> the internet. It's called Trues and Fnews. There was a big gap there, and I'm like, dude, should I be nope. doing something? Nope, I'm just milking this moment. <laughs> it's time for Trues and Fnews. If we're going to nail that down one day, yeah. I feel like we've done this way better. Also, I went way longer last time because you were just having so much fun. Uh, yeah, I feel like we could. We, we, that was kind of a. That was kind we of could weak. really. We should really that was rehearse some weak sauce. this. I'm really, really it's, sorry, guys. It's okay. They'll <laughs> forgive us. Um, yes, Trues and Fnews, the poorly named news quiz game <laughs> sweeping the internet, in which I provide Christy two false stories, one true story. It is her job to discern the truths from the Fnews. Christy, are you ready to play? I am, but I just want to point out it was your idea to name it that. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Yeah. Really? I didn't think that was mine. <laughs> Trues and Fnews. I, I, well, I don't know where we got it, I guess. It kind of happened organically, but you were really excited about it when it happened. It I is, just want to point that out. And then you like did a 180. <laughs> it is very poorly named. I'm just going to say. My, my on-the-record statement about it is I'm sorry. I mean, these things happen. Things just name themselves. Right. Yeah. That's a good way to absolve my responsibility from this. Yeah. That's uh, a dog. Yeah, he's uh, whatever he's on about. Would you like to play? I would like to play. All right, here we go. Story number one. Pillsbury is to replace the popular Doughboy... Uh, after an anti-body-shaming-change.org petition hit 250,000 signatures. Anti-body-shaming? I mean, there's no yeah. one more body positive than Pillsbury Doughboy, He's though. Doughboy. He's always getting poked in the belly. Right. People don't care for that. Yeah, but, like, he's very body positive. He's just naked all the time. He's like, yeah, go on, poke my belly. I don't care. This is my doughy body, and I love myself. You know, as a as a fat guy, I'm really tired of people walking up to me and poking me. So Did people do that to you? All the time. Do all people, no, on a moment of honesty, do people really do that? Cause no, like, no, Christy, people don't do okay, that. Okay, that's good, because I'd be very concerned. Yeah, right. People poke up my belly, I don't really care for it. I, I was going to be like, is this like a thing that like guys don't talk about happens to them? Just like there's so much stuff that happens to women that people just, <laughs> that men don't always realize because we don't talk about it enough. Like no. I thought I was really missing something. Nobody there. pokes my belly. It's fine. That's good because I'd have to break some fingies. Mm -hmm. What's the second one? Number two, the latest Landsat X imagery accidentally revealed the first ever public <laughs> images of Area 51 by satellite. But it is mysteriously completely empty. Hmm. Okay, number three. <laughs> number three. A new New South Wales Australia man arrested on bestiality with a horse pleads his innocence by saying the horse gave consent by winking at him. <laughs> oh god. Oh man. Can I get a recap? <laughs> yes, you may. Number one. Pillsbury to replace the popular Doughboy 
after an antibodyshamingchange.org petition hit 250,000 signatures. Number two, the latest Landsat X imagery accidentally revealed the first ever public images of Area 51, but it is mysteriously completely empty. Number three, a New South Wales Australia man arrested on bestiality with a horse pleads his innocence by saying that the horse gave consent by winking at him. I'm really torn. Yes. I don't think it's the first one. Because I think the Pillsbury Doughboy is beautiful just the way he is. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that really tickled you. It did. That's such um, a sweet thing of you to say about the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. I agree. Um, I'm torn between the, the satellite image of Area 51 and it being curiously empty mm-hmm. and the bestiality with a horse who who winked at him because it just <laughs> it just seems like something that would happen um i'm gonna go with the last one i think it's true go with the horse one yeah you got it yes and also <laughs> no I know. like i'm not happy that i was right it is hard to justify being really excited that that happened. I'm not excited for the horse. <laughs> no. I'm upset that that happened. Yes, but you're happy that you guessed what really happened. I am glad that really I happened. guessed right. Yeah, that actually happened. Oh, the owners of the horse say that the guy uh, like showed up on the property oh, and did all this business. it wasn't even the owner of the horse. No, it, wasn't, it was just Usually a guy. Usually it's the horse owner. <laughs> Usually someone buys a horse with the explicit intent to fuck it. Right, like that guy, that video. Yeah, that guy from the H3 video about... Uh, <laughs> no bucket required, just the right height. He has yeah. some weird acronym. Yes, it was J-R-H-N-B-R. Just the right height, no so bucket disturbing. required. So disturbing. And his wife, like, had sex with their dog. Oh, was that the other side of it, too? Or maybe, like, before they got together, she used to have sex with her dog. So that's why she was fine with him fucking their horse i think she ended up not being okay with it i can't remember i think she wasn't okay with it but every time she expressed not being okay with it he reminded her that she fucked the dog and then she was just (laughs) dealt with it man can you imagine that argument the dynamics in that relationship (laughs) yeah this is this is a real thing there are people who i mean they don't even i think i think they must believe themselves they don't even think they're doing something weird they think they're like having a relationship with an animal yeah they're wrong they're but they wrong. think that animals can't consent you can't communicate with them in the language of the animal and a wink is not good enough no <laughs> if you were at a party <laughs> And you were interacting with someone. Yeah. And that person spoke no words to you. And you came on to them and all they did was wink at you. Yeah, that wouldn't be enough. And expressed no other sign that they were interested. That's not enough. That's not good enough on people terms at all. How do you not know? They just didn't have something in their eye. Right. Like, you know. No. And also, like, bull winks all the time. (laughs) 
But like, it's not a real wink. He just blinks one eye at a time sometimes. Right. Like, he's not actually, he, the dog is not coming on to me. Although it does hilariously often look like he knows something. It does. It is really <laughs> adorable. Smiling but and panting and then like, eh? I don't think it's intentional. <laughs> yeah, so that happened in New something. The, the, uh, I guess it's, uh, they have like, um, provinces type thing sort of like uh like canada has so new south wales is like uh, an yes, entire canada. yeah it's so like uh new south wales is like a whole region so i didn't really quite catch yeah, exactly where it happened never go there. <sighs> well jokes on us because remember we were we were just talking last night on the dude cast about that guy that got arrested in warren for yeah bestialities everywhere it's weird isn't it yeah yeah, not good. Well, that's not unsavory. It's not very good. <laughs> it's not very. It's not very good. We do have a very animal theme going. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but we are. Not, it's not in a dirty way. No. No. Anymore. Yeah. Let's let's move on to our middle segment. We yeah. may as well. Congratulations on guessing the news correctly. Thank you. Uh, we are about to talk about buns. Sweet little buns. We're talking about buns. Um. So, uh, sweet little buns exposed in the backyard. <laughs> We're not doing ourselves any favors right now. Let's clarify. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, this neighborhood has a, a an absurd number of bunnies in it. Mm-hmm. Aubrey just mentioned the other day that you know she barely ever sees so many bunnies anywhere else as she sees here. It's ridiculous. They're all over the place. I mean, like every, you know, in the front yard, in the backyard, there are two to three of them a night easily. They're just all Seriously, over. Seriously, anytime I drive anywhere, I feel like I'm constantly having to stop for buns. Right. Or I see a bunny in someone's yard as I pass by. Like, yeah. this area is just ridiculous. It's right. flooded with bunnies. And they don't bother me. You know, they, they did get into my grapevine that one year, and that was uh, kind of upsetting and all. <clears throat> Uh, but other than that, I really like them. They're very sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier this spring, I went outside and there were about five of them in the lawn. And they I just stood there and they just kind of hopped around and passed me. Yeah, they're not too, too fearful of people. Right. A little I, bit. But, you know, if you're I pretty chill, they're chill. I just think because there's so many of them and they're around people all the time because right. they're always like, we're always out. Yeah, they're they're nice. They're sweet little buns. They're, I like the little, us. I like the little cottontail buns. Right. Those are the cutest. Yeah, there's a lot of those, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this little little story of ours here started uh, this week. It started... I so I After got, you got back from your trip. Right, because I got back from my trip on, like, uh, Friday night. And um, I think I mowed the lawn the following Sunday. Didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. Just mowed the lawn. Didn't have any issues. Didn't see anything. Maybe two days later... Was it two days or three days later that um, I spotted in the backyard this weird sort of like pile of dried probably, up grass? Probably two days because I feel like it probably would have been Tuesday that you'd be mowing the lawn. Well, I'm, I'm, you'd be outside, you know, because you work from home. Well, I just went out to let the dog out because it, uh, it, it could have been really any particular day. I'm not sure. I think it was probably Tuesday or Wednesday. And I went out to to uh, to let the dog out, and I noticed this weird pile of dead grass. And I go over to investigate, just kind of like move it with my foot, and I hear like all this squealing. And inside is just a mass of little baby buns, little bunny tushes. Yeah, little bunny tushes. Because <laughs> you, when you pull back the layer of grass and fur, they like stole boba fur. That's really the weirdest thing that they did. Um. When you pull that back, 
they were mostly like upside down. Yeah, they're just like squirming in a weird little half naked pile of their buddies. Their little strong legs kicking and mm-hmm. trying to push themselves down further into the nest. And yeah. We were very careful not to touch them with our hands just in case. Right. I don't know how much truth there is to that. Yeah, I've heard mixed things about if you yeah. touch a wild animal, whether it's parents will actually abandon it. And I think I've heard that that's not necessarily always true. Right. But also they are wild animals and, and they're babies and you don't want to get bit. Right. And I wouldn't want to give them like a heart attack because sure. buns are known for like just getting real freaked out. And So from this point on, we kind of made it our goal to protect these little bunnies with varying results. Yeah, we did not do a flawless job. No, we didn't. Unfortunately. Because you know, we got this dog. He's got a real prey drive. Mm-hmm. Bo is, Specifically you know, for bunnies. Yeah, right. Chases them every time he sees them out in the backyard. And they usually get away from him and escape through the fence and everything's fine. He had gotten one before. One before. That was horrible. Yes. <laughs> um. So generally speaking, I try to avoid that happening, you know. We 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 did our best. We we lost a couple bunnies. Yeah. We lost a couple bunnies that he did get at. He found the the nest of them when we weren't looking. Mm. Um As I told you, there's a reason for the saying that they they procreate like bunnies. <laughs> Cuz they do that for a reason. They are prey. Yeah. And mother nature knows it. Right. So they have babies and have a lot of them and have them frequently because that's how they propagate the species. They know there's going to be casualties, right. you know, like now I'm not saying they know, but like it's on built a into their survival. mother nature level, like it's known that there's going to be casualties. And honestly, there are so many bunnies in this area yeah. that like, Losing a couple in the bigger picture sense yeah, right. isn't a big deal. We're still very sad about it. I know. We feel very <laughs> responsible. Uh, but we, we kind of covered up their little nest with some wire, and we did our best to shield them from the dog and from the rest of the elements. And we were checking in on them, and I had a horrible feeling today, like the fact that they had been covered for so long might be keeping the parents away. And that maybe they were not getting, you know, nourished or whatever. And that they were just, I, I was kind of afraid that they were going to get left to die. Mm-hmm. So uh, today I peeled the top layer of the, the grass off of there. And to my surprise, all three remaining bunnies were in great condition. And two of them just kind of flew out of there. <laughs> which really surprised me because they'd been kind of just squirming on each other for like all of last week. Yeah. Uh, two of them jumped on out and the, the eyes are wide open. I got a pretty decent video of that bunny. That was super cute. Maybe we should post that to the page. Yeah, maybe we'll share it to the Goose Chase page. But this little bunny was, you know, it, pre- it would fit in the palm of your hand. And his eyes were finally open and he was just kind of sitting there. And I tried to kind of put a little sprig of clover kind of thing in front of his face to see if he would eat it. And hmm. he wasn't really having that. But he didn't run either. I mean, I was right up in front of him with that, and he didn't really run away either. Well, like we talked about together, they don't, they're still babies. Yeah. And they've seen us a few times now, and I'm sure he was scared, maybe a little bit frozen. Right. But like, they don't know to be more scared of us, you know? Like, we've never done anything to them. Right. I think so. So it was either like a frozen in place out of fear thing or just like a, 
you're big and scary, but okay, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, they know to fear the dog. Yeah, right. Well, especially after he got in there at least <laughs> once. I think they definitely know to fear him and, and all that. But they just kind of chilled out. And, and when... When you got here and we sat and we, the one remaining bunny that hasn't left the nest yeah, he, yet. he had jumped back into the nest and reburied himself. So yeah. we went to visit him and see if we could get him to right. leave the nest because we're going out of town right. tomorrow. And we will have people watching Bo, but if we can avoid having them have to guard the bunny, then yeah. we would rather not. Right. And I, have I'm that not be sure. an added responsibility. <laughs> I'm not sure if we'll be able to actually ensure that that you know that, they don't uh, come back you know right but i thought you know i mean if we even if we took like a little plastic uh pool and put it upside down on the lawn and propped up one side of it a little bit then that would provide him a little bit of a shade and then when he came out of the hole he could find a way out of there you know <laughs> i don't know i'm strategizing ways to protect this money now because i really don't you know i don't want bo getting in there and I, eating something i think we see what happens tonight and see if he's still around tonight. And yeah. then whoever, I say whoever, like we don't know who's watching Bo. Jen and Aubrey, <laughs> when they let Bo out, they can keep an eye and make sure he's not sniffing around the area. But what is going to happen is going to happen right. at this point. And the bunny's old enough to at least have a chance at getting away. So yeah, that's, right. That's a good thing. Yeah, you know, we kind of gave him a fighting chance. Yeah, <laughs> and let it be known that, like, the the nest is within five feet of the back porch the in the middle thing. of the yard and in, in a very obvious place. And, like, the yard next to ours, like, one over, Yeah, no one really lives there all the time. Like, people are there occasionally, but there's no dogs there. Yeah. There's no one in the backyard. Yeah, these bunnies like, did a very bad job. Yeah, I mean, place. they say it location, 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 and they <laughs> they just they missed by one lot. <laughs> <laughs> they really did. They did. It's weird because mm. they know bunny real estate. These bunnies are in the yard all the time. They know right. which yard is not safe. I am pretty sure that I saw the mama bun oh, or yeah? the papa bun that one night because I let Bo outside and he started chasing a rabbit. Every time we let him out at night, he's chasing a rabbit. Like, right. There's so many, and they're always there. Yeah. Um, But I let him outside. He goes running after a rabbit, and then I see, like, he's chasing this rabbit, and then I, his attention kind of wanes, and usually the rabbit's, like, gone. Yeah. And the rabbit stopped and stayed in the yard until it caught Bo's attention again, and then it ran off, and I'm right. like, that bunny didn't want to leave the yard because she's trying to stay close to her bunnies. Right. So, and then you said you had seen another rabbit around too. So you think the mama and the papa buns yeah. have been sticking close by. I haven't seen a couple of them. I don't really know the fathering skills of rabbits. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they How they raise around. their children. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I have been seeing them in pairs for sure. Yeah. Uh, there's it's, it's often he'll scare one into one yard and the other one into the next yard. But there's very often two of them. I just don't understand why they always convene in our yard. Uh, you know what? There is some decent plant coverage, and yeah. there are some plants for them to munch on, and that's probably what it is. Yeah, and I let the lawn get a little bit longer than, you know, the neighboring yards, so there's places for them to kind of, like, burrow in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll have to 
update people next week on whether we were able to successfully foster this third bunny out of its nest. Uh, it, it feels a little silly. Yeah. Because it's like, we're okay. We're invested in it. I know. Though. It's nature. It's like, well, whatever. You know, nature nature does nature and stuff eats stuff because that's how it works, right? But Logically, yes. <clears throat> but also cute baby bunnies. I know. <laughs> um, I told you earlier very adamantly, like, if this these bunnies seem hurt, like, or if something's wrong with these bunnies, or if the parents aren't coming back to these bunnies, if we get any real indication yeah. that they're in danger and they're not going to, like, be able to take care of themselves, we are fostering these bunnies. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> We're bunny parents now. But we're going to do it. Our lives are dramatically changed by this nest forever. <laughs> at point, at one point early on when we saw the bunnies, we actually had, we like had a moment where we were like, we could just take these bunnies, right? Like these could just be our bunnies. <laughs> like, Well, yeah, because we, they're cute and you go, well, all right, how easy is it? To, I know, actually you know? had to Google like, can you just adopt a wild bunny? <laughs> and basically the consensus is they're not domesticated. Yeah, like it's not really. a wild animal. Sure. Probably don't do that. Yeah. So I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, if we had taken them in, in, in any way, it would really just be to, like, feed them and let them get strong and then ultimately let them go. Right. And uh, we probably would have done them a disservice to do that. Because, probably. you know, they wouldn't have been raised by a bunny. Right. And wouldn't know nature. And I'm know? still not sure if they're gonna. Like I don't know what's gonna happen with, you know, the 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 mama bunny, if it's gonna come back around here and find them or not. I don't know how that's gonna work. I think everything will work out. Yeah. It'll be fine. They'll figure it out. Nature do nature. Yeah. Um yeah. so I guess that kind of does it for our middle segment. Alright. You wanna take a little brick brick? Yeah, we need a little brick brick. Okay, uh, so let's take a break here, and we will be back in a minute with the main segment for this episode. All right. <laughs> All right. See you in a minute. Ready to get gooped on? <laughs> I'm ready for all this goop. We're talking about goop. You guys know we're talking about goop yet? Goop. <laughs> talking about goop. Goop is an interesting topic to me. Yeah, let me just launch into it so yeah. I can explain what goop is for those who don't know what we're talking for about. The, for the ungooped. For the ungooped. We're about to goop you. The ungoopiated. <laughs> the ungoopables. <laughs> um, 
Goop is a lifestyle brand started by Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh-huh. In September <sighs> 2008, it started as a weekly email newsletter. Yeah. It was known for new agey kind of advice, things like police your thoughts what? and eliminate white foods. <laughs> and the slogan nourish the inner aspect. That's the slogan? That is a slogan of theirs, it seems. Nourish the inner aspect. Yeah, with some goop. <laughs> goop it. So eventually they expanded into e-commerce, <clears throat> collaborations with fashion brands, pop-up shops. They have their own wellness summit. They launched a print magazine. And now, as of four months ago, a podcast. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. There's a goop cast? There's a goop cast. It's called the Goop Podcast. It should be called the Goop Cast. They're missing I an know. opportunity. They're, they're doing this all wrong. <laughs> um, this is why I, I mentioned to you that this topic was kind of difficult. Okay. Because there's just a lot. Yeah. And it's hard to get an angle because there is so much and because Goop believes a lot of things. Yeah, so that's that's something I kind of wanted to <clears throat> express on this topic maybe at the outset is like Goop is one of these things that either you're one of the people that is its target audience that is super mm-hmm. in on everything, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're like part of the rest of the world who's like, this is, is this just kind of stupid? And I will talk about that a yeah. little bit. And how that made me feel when I was like <clears throat> looking at this stuff. Yeah, because I don't I don't have a lot of insight into it, but I one thing I do know is that it's associated with, with a lot of the things that we talk about on this show. And why yes. kind of seem perfect. Yes. Uh, it really it's intertwined with a lot of things that we've already talked about. Okay. Um at this point I wrote, there's a lot to unpack about goop and no good way to do it. Yeah, what are you gonna you're just gonna get goop everywhere? <laughs> He didn't even mean it that way, but it works on that level. It's pretty hard to get all that um, goop out. So when goop began, okay, it was laughably out of touch. Oh, really? Like people mocked it because who is this lifestyle brand for? <laughs> Other Gwyneth Paltrow's. Like, <laughs> I really like that. And in the beginning, I remember <clears throat> years ago, yeah, like seeing an article about like her meal planning, like what she does, and. It was things like having a fishmonger bring fresh fish to her home, like things like that. It's like, but who are you trying to reach? Because normal people don't have access to that. And you're just alienating those people. Like this is not from the me's of the world. Yeah. I lose interest immediately. Or you watch, you follow along to mock it. Yeah. And that's one of the articles I read basically said that, like, I'm getting this newsletter because it makes me laugh every week. And (laughs) I don't know if that's her intention and it makes me feel a little bit bad, but also what do you expect? Yeah. I did get that impression that it was a thing that was, like, basically for really rich people. And it was easy to mock and easy to laugh at. Yeah. Because it's so separated from my reality but when I went into this, I wanted to go into it with a mindset of, okay, maybe that aside, maybe there's some merit 
here. Yeah. And I don't want to just brush it off as something to be laughable and to be mocked. Sure, because, I mean, it's been years since you probably right. had a, a first opinion formed about goop, and maybe it, goop has mushed into a different kind of goop. <laughs> Uh, it has certainly grown into a much larger, more encompassing goop as that list of things that I, I mentioned they do now. Like the blob. Yes. It's a it's like a blog blob. <laughs> okay. A blob blog. A blob a blog blob or a blob blog. You decide. Let us know <laughs> at goosechasepodcast at gmail.com. Hashtag blog blob blob blog. <laughs> uh <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to say that again <clears throat> if I tried. No. Um, so Goop seemed to exist to pass on meaningful advice, tips, and tricks about life, food, and spirituality. But the advice wasn't practical for most people. Uh-huh. Or it was very obvious. Like, okay. there'd be articles about, like, our favorite books, and it would be her talking to her friends, obviously famous friends, about, like, what their favorite books are, what they suggest other people read. Yeah. And it would be things like Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> and like, it's like stuff that was like on our high school reading list and we've read or, yeah. or we didn't read and we still don't want to read. Like, it wasn't anything secret or hidden that people didn't already know about for I the gotcha. most part. Um, I, I think that has maybe changed. Because it's not just Gwyneth Paltrow anymore. Right. It is, I mean, there's like employees. There's a lot of people writing for the site now. It's not just one person talking to, they're also <laughs> kind of out of touch friends because they have this very specific experience that they live. Okay. So um, it's a legitimate media entity now. Like oh, with- yeah. Yeah. There's articles and, um, I mean, I'm sure there's still probably a blog aspect. They have recipes, they have their own products that they sell the thing that caught me off guard is the pop-up shops <clears throat> like they yeah. have a physical retail presence that on occasion me. yeah um on top of all that goop has meandered into the new age dr oz territory all right um yes <laughs> bashes scientifically tested products citing toxins and chemicals Things that, like your favorite. Mm, it is <laughs> things like tampons, sunscreen, cosmetics. Certainly, there are there can be problematic things with all of those things, but like anything that you use on your skin, yeah, or inside of you, has to be tested by the FDA. It has to meet approval. Yeah. So, like, I don't think any of it's going to kill me tomorrow. It might not be the best for me. Right. But it everything is chemicals and toxins is just like a bullshit word that people use for everything. I it lo- means nothing. I to love me. the toxins thing so much. Oh, you will love this because it <laughs> comes up a lot. Okay. She endorses untested products and practices that could be possibly downright dangerous depending on what it is. Okay. And I'll get into some specifics of things she's suggested. Right. Um, they, they use those scare tactics, and I cited, you know, toxins, chemicals. Yeah. And they believe, and we talked about this recently, that natural is always better. 
And there was a quote from her, not even from the same article I like wrote some of this stuff down. Yeah. It was just like literally a listicle. I know you hate that word, but it was like a <laughs> listicle of like 25 most absurd Gwyneth Paltrow quotes. And this yeah. was one of them. We're human beings and the sun is the sun. How can it be bad for you? I don't think anything that's natural can be bad for you. What? Yeah. So Gwyneth She's Malcrow never heard believe... of skin cancer, apparently. <laughs> she doesn't believe that you can get skin cancer from the sun. Uh, well, I mean, maybe she does. She just doesn't think skin cancer is bad. I don't know. <laughs> okay. That's interesting to me. So that's one thing. The sun is the sun, guys. It's the sun is the sun. A joy. Anything natural can be bad. I love that. Like molten lava. Nothing bad about that. <laughs> yeah, natural things are great. Uh, consider the rattlesnake. Yeah. Good um, for you. Oh, she probably has its venom all up in her lips. <laughs> she's tried it. You know she's tried it. <laughs> what? <laughs> injecting rattlesnake venom? Yeah. God, God, Make your lips all puffy. Tell me people don't do that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, people <laughs> shoot Botox into their faces. Right. Uh, supposedly, that could be a treatment for headaches, though, so I'm not bashing that. Oh, okay. Um, you are the company you keep, David. Why, that's certainly true. Yeah. <laughs> or at least it's a cliche that we repeat. Yes. Fairly often. But I want to discuss that because I want to talk about the company that she keeps. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, the first on my list is Tracy Anderson, who's a personal trainer um, and sort of de facto business partner as things have built up over the years. It is $30,000 a year for the complete training package with Tracy Anderson that Gwyneth Paltrow has. Wait, so she's a, is she, she's a lifestyle person or something like that? She's a personal trainer. Okay. Like like physical activity personal trainer. Okay. And you can, for $30,000 a year, have her full... <clears throat> her training package. Okay. That's At least that's what uh, Gwyneth has. Gosh, that's a lot of money to spend. <laughs> mm-hmm. She <laughs> believes such things as women will bulk up if they lift more than three pounds. Okay. Normal cardio, like running and cycling, will give you a bulky booty. Okay. Bulky booty? The article said bulky derriere, derriere but booty is better. I hate when they say derriere. Just right. say Stop booty. trying to be fancy. It's an ass. <laughs> <laughs> Stop trying to be fancy. It's an ass. The Christy Davenport <laughs> story. That's true on levels. <laughs> um, skin can be pulled tighter to the muscle. Okay. Aging isn't natural. It just means a woman isn't trying hard enough not to age. What? Um, also, the same kind of idea about post-pregnant women, like if they haven't rebounded and gotten to where they want to be as quickly, it's just because they're just not doing enough. That's that's like that reminds me of a Ryan Howard line from The Office where he says, you know, it's a myth that a woman has to gain more than like, what, three pounds or something during pregnancy. <laughs> and they just stare at him. <laughs> Oh, my God. It it definitely has these, like, internalized misogynistic undertones. Yeah, there's something to that of, like, if you're not happy with yourself, it's your fault. Right. And that that's something that came up a little bit when I was reading about her. Yeah. Is she kind of 
dodges any um, criticism. And if people aren't having success on the program, she kind of just blames them. Like she sets it up in such a way that she can be blameless and and put the blame on the person. I was thinking that is like you would have that attitude if you had to justify charging people $30,000 right. a year. Um, her routine claims to tone accessory muscles, which according to her gives you a lean, lithe body and prevents bulkiness from things like weightlifting. Okay. Um, accessory muscles are muscles that help move other muscles. Uh, Dean Somerset, who's a certified exercise physiologist, and I quote, he says this, she does a lot of isolational stuff poorly and makes outlandish claims about everything that's not her method, preying on women's desires to fit in and not bulk up. Okay, so is is so the thing about women bulking up if they lift more than three pounds is the implication that women don't want to bulk up and should only lift really really light weights and then just like tone their whole body. This, this yes, this idea is wrong on a couple levels. A, that women don't want to bulk up and don't want to get stronger or look stronger. And secondly, that lifting weights will make you bulk up. And that was the next thing I had was as for the bulking claim, it takes work to do that. It takes work to bulk up. And you have to do things like eat for growth. Like yeah. You have to take in the right kinds of calories and the right amount of calories to be able to do that. Right. And also, hormones make it difficult. There's a reason that women can work out the same way that a guy works out and not have the same results. Right. Because hormones play a really big role. And also, genetics play a really big role. Mm -hmm. So, me and, like, our friend Jen or our friend Aubrey can go to the gym and do the same workout routine, and I would have different results from what they have uh-huh. because my genetics, my hormones, my eating habits, my environment, yeah, all that, all that like- stuff matters. Like for a while, I was going to the gym like for a solid nine months. I was going to the gym like three or four times a week, mm-hmm. and. I didn't lose weight from doing that because I was also eating like shit. But (laughs) I did see some differences. Mm -hmm. And I was definitely using equipment and lifting and using my muscles for like more than three pounds. Right. But I didn't add so much muscle that it doesn't look good. Like, and honestly, the biggest places I saw the difference were my legs, mm-hmm. my butt, yeah, and my arms. Right. But it's the main thing's amusing, but like nothing so drastic. Right. You didn't. You didn't get outright jacked. <laughs> right. And not that I would have been mad if I had either. Like right. I work out to be strong. Yeah. And to be healthy. Yeah. Like that. Jen and I make this joke back and forth because we were going to the gym a lot together. I had, we go to Planet Fitness and I have this joke that whatever machine you're on, whatever weight you have it set to, that's the, um, the poundage of man you can crush with that muscle group. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's how it works. That's how it works. That's the math. So we, we have this joke of having man crushing thighs. Yes, I know. Because you've squeezed me with your legs. I have tried to crush you with my thighs. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Multiple times of just, hey, put your hand right here. Okay. And I'm like, oh, no. I'm being crushed to death. It's so bad. But <laughs> even with trying and wanting to, it's difficult to do that. Yeah. And a lot of the people you see, a lot of the women you see who are really bulky, yeah. they don't get that way without some help. I just pictured if you came to my house one day, it just looked like Lou Ferrigno with your head <laughs> on top. <laughs> just like, I've been going to so the gym a lot. <laughs> like, Get over here, give me a hug. As of like yesterday, <laughs> it just became this. It's just like, like just enveloping me in your big beefy arms. Man, <laughs> if it, going to the gym can make me taller, that'd be great. Yeah, that's true. It, I also pictured you taller. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did. You pictured me as Lou Ferrigno. Just, I don't know, something about that's so funny. Just like your little head on top of Lou Ferrigno's body. Right. That would be silly. Yeah. Um. Anyway. But anyway. The, her claims are off base. They're yeah. they're not true. Um, they're it's just it's not good. It's not very good. It's not very good. Also, I did some. I didn't really write this part down, but I'd done a little bit of reading it about her, and she has this obsession with like the phrase "teeny tiny," getting your best teeny tiny body. What making you so teeny tiny? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's. It's not very good. So she wants people to get strong, but not she, muscly. No, no, no. She wants people to get toned, right. and she wants them to be skinny. So it's a very specific idea mm-hmm. of what your best body is. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. has different ideas about that and how to get to it. It's mm-hmm. like a really heavy value judgment mm-hmm. to be trying to push on people. Yep. Yep. All okay. that's accurate. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let, no, me, that's Christy, let, me, let me mansplain this to you for a second. <laughs> No, I, you weren't, but yeah, yeah the, I mean, that's accurate. That's kind of the consensus on her. Yeah. Um, but I mean, she still exists. She's still making her money. The next person. <laughs> okay. Dr. Alejandro Younger. Love this. It's like Dr. Moreau sounding guy. He's a Dr. Oz acolyte. Sure. <laughs> He has a 21-day diet program. Do you want to know how much that'll set you back? You want to hazard a guess? 21 days. Mm-hmm. I shudder to think. Uh, I'm going to start at what I think a person should pay for that. Maybe 500 tops. Oh, okay. Oh, how much does it cost? 475. <laughs> okay. So Not maybe, so bad. Yeah. I mean, it's still pretty expensive. 21 day, you would pay $500? I wouldn't pay days? that. I wouldn't pay that, but you know, if you're gonna pay like a celebrity doctor, five hundred well, bucks is like well, whatever. Gwyneth paid four seventy five. So okay, <laughs> <laughs> he's all about the toxins and the cleansing. Oh boy, he wants you to cleanse these toxins by avoiding glutens, nightshades, soy, peanuts, dairy, sugar, and alcohol. Basically, food. When he says nightshades, that includes ketchup. Uh, tomatoes and mushrooms. I'm not doing any diet that takes ketchup away from me. I'll say that right now. (laughs) Well, you don't have to. We're just talking about it. thank God. (laughs) (laughs) He uses food sensitivity tests. Okay. Which, fine. But the test he used was an IgG test, which just tests if you've eaten a food, basically. So anything you put into your body, your body builds up like antigens or antibodies against 
foreign objects, essentially. Okay. So if you eat a food, <clears throat> say you eat a tomato, your body will have an antigen to that tomato because you introduced it into your body. Okay. So the test that he does just tests for those antigens. So the whole thing is it, it if doesn't really test if you have a sensitivity. That, if you're saying that tests for sensitivities, you would have a sensitivity to anything you've ever eaten because you're going to have that in your body because you exposed your body to it. Do people know this? Or is he some, really marketing it as... Some people know this, but he markets it as though it's testing for food sensitivities. Wow. He diagnosed Paltrow with anemia and vitamin D deficiency. The thing about that is like the foods in the kind of diet that would address those specific issues, mm -hmm. he doesn't recommend. Oh. But you know what? <laughs> No big deal, because he has a line of supplements. Oh, thank God. Just $90 a month. <laughs> Man. Just $90 a month, that's all. Man, just to, don't eat anything. Right. Just take supplements. Man, it's bordering on the breatharians again. Mm-hmm. You got some deficiencies in your diet? Well, for God, don't eat. That would, that, no, that would don't be a do problem. That. Yeah. Wait, so she had, she had vitamin D deficiency and iron deficiency? Uh, or any, according or to anemia. him, anemia, yeah. Okay. And I imagine he will not have you eat dairy or meat. Right. Great. Um, <laughs> he also diagnosed her with liver congestion, which is not like a medically recognized thing. Congestion. Yeah, I don't. Gesundheit. I didn't even look that far into it. I saw that it's not really medically accepted as being a real thing. Yeah. Um. And heavy metal poisoning, which obviously is a real thing. Yeah. But the reason he diagnosed her with that is, like, those aren't symptoms of heavy metal poisoning. Oh. So it was something like either digestion issues or, like, being tired yeah. a lot. And it was, like, that's not... That's not a symptom of heavy metal poisoning. Also, like, if you ask people if they're tired a lot, everybody Right, everyone's yes. tired all the time. Everyone's always tired. And there is such a thing as, like lethargy caused by health issues i've experienced it sure but it like anyone thinks to, they're tired all the time people self-report if you if you rely on people self-reporting right. yeah you, like what are your symptoms reliable. are you are you tired yeah i guess i am tired a lot <laughs> yeah do you sometimes nap during the day <gasps> my god i do i do sometimes nap i do have a congested liver <laughs> that's true right the last person okay it's Linda Lancaster. She's a Santa Fe-based naturopathic physician and homeopath. Okay. Uh, she suspects rates of parasite infection, specifically Giardia, is higher than the CDC data suggests. Okay. It's good when uh, doctors suspect things. <laughs> okay. Solid. Um, which, honestly, that could be true because many parasites... Don't really exhibit any harmful symptoms. Yeah. But here's the thing about that. If they're not harming you, you don't need to treat them. Yeah, right. Like the best parasites don't alert the host. They just do what they do and they escape right. and they replicate. I don't care if I have parasites inside of me as long as they're not hurting me. Yeah. Like I don't want a tapeworm. It's painful and prevents me from getting nutrients right that would be bad i would know about that one but <laughs> like if i would be aware i would be aware of that um if 
I have a parasite that is just like doing its thing and it's not causing me any harm, it doesn't matter. You don't need to do anything about that. Sure. It's not a problem. If it is it's a non-issue. Broke, don't fix it. Exactly. So like she it's possible there is merit to what she's saying as far as that claim, mm-hmm. but it's a non-issue. I guess with Giardia, that's kind of more serious, but... Right, but you would know because you'd be shitting your brains out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But her treatment for these parasites, her suggested treatment, is raw goat's milk to draw the parasites out. But here's the thing. Raw milk products, as far as um, foodborne ailments that are caused by dairy, 80% of those are because of raw milk products. What? No kidding? Yeah. So any, so I want to be clear. That's like not all foodborne illness, just like the foodborne illness that's been narrowed down to being caused by dairy. Yeah. 80% of the time it's because of a raw milk kind right. of product. Yeah. A raw dairy product. There's a reason that we pasteurize things. Exactly. We invented this process because we had problems with this. Right. And of like the cases of foodborne ailments caused by raw dairy, Giardia is one of the things that you can get. Right. And that's what she's wanting to treat. So. You know what's weird about that? Now that you're saying that, I'm picturing, okay, someone tells you you have Giardia. Mm -hmm. But it's like not a kind you can detect because it's not harming you yet. But you've got to get it out of you. So consume large amounts of raw milk. All of a sudden, you're sick all over the place. (laughs) See? But that's good. You had Giardia. Yes. See, you had it all along, and now we're removing it from you. You're just cleansing your body. That's such a parlor trick. Mm-hmm. It's it's not very good. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, I do quickly want to mention there was a really good article that uh, is from 2017, so pretty recent. And I got a lot of information from it. It is called The Unbearable Wrongness of Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> And the subtitle is Please Do Not Buy Into Her Bullshit. <laughs> wow. It's from theoutline.com. No mincing words there. Right. Um, it was really well done. I, I thought it was a well-written article, and she broke it down into, like, into little sections. Yeah. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, I pulled fairly directly from them. Gwyneth Paltrow hates vaginas. <laughs> Wait, hold on now. We live in a very exaggerated age. Is it truly fair to say that she hates vaginas? Maybe not to say necessarily that she hates vaginas, but she certainly tries to get you to do a lot of things to your vagina <laughs> that are not pleasant. So she hates the vagina in its natural form. Yes. She just she, wants you to sculpt your she vagina. Just, she just wants you to do things to the vagina that the vagina doesn't want done. <laughs> At least All my right. vagina doesn't want done. Let's talk about it I'm, a little bit. I'm buying bit. in on this premise. I'm with you. <laughs> so um, I mentioned that they sell products and things now yeah. on Goop. One of the products they sell is called Sex Oil. <laughs> All right. You've got my attention. It's $28 <laughs> for a four-ounce bottle. Four ounces? Yeah. That's not very much at all. No. Uh. It is comprised of coconut oil, vitamin E oil, sunflower seed oil, and primrose oil. Now, if you wanted to lubricate with, like, coconut oil, yeah. you can buy a large container of that for $8 at the store. Okay. 
Like, just to give you an idea, like a huge, way more than four ounce container okay. of coconut oil at dozens, the store for eight bucks. Dozens, if not hundreds of ounces. Dozens of sexual experiences. <laughs> hundreds of sexual experiences. Okay. With For eight dollars. Thanks, coconuts. <laughs> you the real hero. You, you the real MVP coconut. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's... It's not advisable to put vitamin E in your purse. <laughs> the vagina is a balanced ecosystem. Yeah. Um, and we're not really sure how vitamin E can affect that environment. Yeah. It hasn't necessarily been studied. And if you do have, like, HPV, it could cause more damage to HPV-infected cells. Just because something is a vitamin doesn't mean it's good for everything or everywhere. Right. Um, just because they make vitamin E oil doesn't mean you should put it up yourself. <laughs> right. You can. You just have no idea what's going to happen. Right. Also, oil-based lubricants break down condoms pretty quickly. That's why mm-hmm. they're not recommended if you do use condoms as a form of birth control. Right. That's why most of the, like, really big lubricant companies, like KY and Astroglide, they're all water-based lubes. It's like the old expression, water and la- or oil and latex don't mix. Yeah. Everyone's heard that. Yeah, that's how that goes. Yeah. yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Like how they clean up all those latex spills. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because they just float on top of the water. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's Um, weird to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Also, lubricants are regulated and tested by the FDA because they're considered a medical device because you put them up yourself. Yeah, right. And in yourself and around yourself. (laughs) <laughs> just wherever the hell Everywhere. you Everywhere. You just shower in it. <laughs> this reminds me briefly that uh, I, I learned a couple of years ago that the, the money in my health savings account could be used to buy a gigantic barrel of lubricant. <laughs> That's right. And someday, just to say I did, I might just blow the whole thing. Yeah, you will. Phrasing. <laughs> I might just blow my account on an enormous barrel yeah, of lubricant. Yeah, way to walk that back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm just here to embarrass myself and slow you down. Uh, I mean, that's my job okay. on the weeks that you do your thing, so <laughs> it's even. Um, the next thing yeah. that she wants you to put up your pussy <laughs> is jade eggs. Jade eggs. Yes. All right. Are these like the the Benoit ball thing? It's not a Benoit ball, but it's similar in that it's vaguely round and you put it in your pussy. (laughs) Um, Also, it's $55. I'm also, I just want to be clear. I'm saying pussy a lot. You're having a lot of fun saying pussy today. For effect. It's not a word I normally use, but I am finding very entertaining today. It's, It's a. It's a pussy-centric episode. It is. It's all, about, it's all about the puss today. We're going to not talk about it? Come right. On. We have to. Because <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow hates your pussy. <laughs> uh, that could be an episode title. <laughs> right there. Gwyneth please, Paltrow please. hates your pussy. Maybe. Um, we'll see. According to the site, jade eggs help cultivate sexual energy, increase orgasm, balance the cycle, Stimulate key reflexology around vaginal walls, tighten and tone, prevent uterine prolapse, 
increased control of the whole perineum and bladder. I don't know how you control the perineum. Develop and clear chi pathways in the body. Intensify feminine energy. <laughs> All right. And invigorate our life force. That's a lot of things for a little <clears throat> jade egg to do. As if all of that wasn't enough, also <clears throat> your life force. Like, isn't that kind of a... Right. Like, if we haven't got you now... Let's throw that in throw there. Throw that life force You in already there. mentioned chi, I, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. It's the same thing. I think so, yeah. Um, It does wow. none of this. <laughs> okay. What's, the, oh, so what's it, the alternate research on this? I mean, really, it just, like, it doesn't do anything. Right. Like, the... It doesn't do anything like you can do <coughs> exercises. You can get like Benoit balls and strengthen your Kegels. But this is like not fat. Right. You're not. Maybe you could have some effect of like tightening and holding it in. But yeah. you're not increasing the weight or anything ever if you just have one of these. So yeah. it's like not really useful. Right. Um, also, it can be dangerous because it's a rock. Yeah. That you put in your vagina. And who knows how it was manufactured and processed. Yeah. It's not like it went rigorous tests to make sure it's safe to be inserted inside of yourself. Yeah. And who knows if people are being taught the right way to sterilize such a thing before they use it. Right. And again, delicate ecosystem, the vagina. Like. Yeah. It, why are we doing this? You know, it's like they will. We have more respect for like okay, like they won't even let you you like. How do I put this? Like, like they won't they won't let people fish in places because like the forest is a delicate ecosystem where if you adjust one animal, right. you know, population, the whole thing goes crazy. The inside of your body is that to an even higher degree. Yeah. It knows what it's doing. Just leave it be. Really, uh, you know, on some level, aside from like you know the things that we have some some insight into and control over, it's like right. you really shouldn't just put anything into your body that you know nothing about. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> just don't, just don't do that. Jade eggs. Is the fact that it's jade important? I'm sure. You know, I'm sure there's a reason chi. for it. Chi. Chi, man. Something. Um, the last thing yeah. is the Mugworth V-Steam. The what? Mugworth, M-U-G-W-O-R-T-H, V hyphen steam. Standing for vaginal steam, of course. I assumed. It's a service provided at the Tikkun Spa in L.A. That's T-I-K-K-U-N. Yeah. It's $50 for 30-minute session. Or $200 for five steams. Please tell me this is what I think it is. It's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> you sit on a mini throne and infrared and mugwort steam cleanses your uterus. That's what it says. Okay. It's basically a steam douche. <laughs> Supposedly it balances female hormone levels. Douching isn't good for you. Yeah, it's already a thing that's probably not great. No, it's not good. Like, the jury is, they're settled. Yeah. Douching's not good. You don't need to do that. Again, delicate ecosystem. <laughs> Vagina is self-cleaning. Yeah, right. You don't need to mess with it. Uh -huh. Also, um, that it's just <clears throat> unnecessary. Yeah. No need for it. And, like, steam in my puss doesn't sound good. <laughs> but also, if it's cleansing my uterus, like, 
If the steam is forceful enough to yeah. make it past my uterus, I'm in a lot of pain. Yeah, if you have steam rushed like, through your cervix, you, you have, have a done cer- some yes. damage. You have a cervix. Yeah. And that shit is locked down pretty tight. Yeah. Like most of the time. Yeah. Unless you're having a baby yeah. or you're like, you know, having a period. Yeah. Maybe it's a, a little more loosey-goosey than usual. Yeah. But you don't just like... Things just can't pass the cervix easily without effort and a great deal of discomfort. Yeah. So I don't think this is cleansing my uterus. Maybe my vagina. (laughs) But my vagina is perfectly cleansed. (laughs) It does not need your help. The Christy Davenport story. (laughs) Keep keep throwing these out here. It's pretty okay in there. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty all right. (laughs) It just... It's unnecessary. Yeah. It's money you don't have to spend on that. Like I, I love that again, they call it a throne. Right. Because you're throne. because you're made royalty while you've got this steam pipe in you. Right up your cooch. <laughs> you're somehow regal. Uh <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make me feel like a queen. <clears throat> no, that would make you feel like like livestock, wouldn't it? Like <laughs> yeah. Make me feel like a science experiment. Yeah, it's weird. Um In conclusion, (laughs) it's hard to dissect Goop because it's inextricably linked to what Gwyneth Paltrow thinks and believes, and Uh she believes so many things. Yeah. It seems like it's very, very Many of them contradictory. Yeah? It's very much like the flavor of the week. Like, this is my new fad diet, and then the next month, the next week, it's... Well, I'm doing this cleanse because I I need to cleanse myself of all the horrible things I was putting in my body. You mean from that fad diet you did? Like, yeah, it it's ever changing, yeah. and I can't help but think on some level like, why is she doing it? Yeah. Why does Goop exist? Is it to maintain notoriety in some way? Is it to get money, more money? Like, yeah. because and. I, I don't think that it intentionally is that. Well, I do a, think that business. she believes this stuff, though. I do think she does. Yeah. And it's just from an outsider's standpoint looking in, obvious that so much of it is bullshit. Yeah. So it's hard for me to be like, not think there's ulterior motives and that she's in it for the money. Because yeah. how can you believe all these things at once when they contradict each other? Yeah. But uh, she's just a person that lives with a lot of cognitive dissonance. You know, like, yeah. If you don't have people confronting you with that all the time, and you have people surrounding you who believe the same kind of things, it's easy to do. I feel like we've touched a little bit before in the past on like the real kind of. The what I think is the actually damaging nature of this new age stuff, which is that mm-hmm. if it sounds good enough to you, it becomes true to you. Yeah, like the the real the real thing you use to determine what is true and false is how you feel about it. Yep. And if you do that, you can arrive at a whole bunch of totally contradictory conclusions because they have the right kind of language that is familiar mm-hmm. to you, or they. They follow some vague principle or like a principle like, well, natural is better. Okay. Yeah. So that can that can mean all kinds of things. And also if your guiding principle is natural is better. Yeah. The world is your oyster. 
Oh, I yeah. mean, there's so many ways to go from there. Yeah. So, of course, if she believes natural is better, nothing natural can ever be wrong. There's so much room to work with that principle. Yeah. Also, so I said it's potentially dangerous advice. It's scientifically unproven. And honestly, it's not for me. It's not aimed at me. Yeah, right. It's aimed at people who have money to burn. And so I can sit here and be judgmental of it and not want to participate in it. But let's be honest. She's not losing my money. She never had my money and she never wanted my money. Yeah. It was never for me. Yeah. Um, We're kind of both outsiders looking in on this. Right. And a couple of things I wanted to point out because they just kind of got left out of the rest of the package. Um, I did listen to part of her podcast mm-hmm. the first episode the goop cast as i like to call yes it. do you want to guess who the very in, who the inaugural guest was please tell me it's my boy the avocado it wasn't oh god i was all and excited I, I don't think that he has been on an episode yet but they've only been going for four months that dude's so gonna show up do you have any other guesses uh other guesses is it some we talked about before mm, on here um we may have, but not as like a topic. I can't guess. Tell me. None other than the Oprah Winfrey. Oh, no kidding. Yep. She was her inaugural guest. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Yes, it does. It does because Dr. Oz is a product of Oprah. Yes. Um, And so much of what Dr. Oz does and the things that we dislike, that comes from oprah she yeah. is a very new agey kind of person yeah and listening to this podcast was like i didn't listen to the whole episode but i listened to maybe like half of it it was a trip like <laughs> it was listening to two rich women yeah talk about things that i have no familiarity with like well, probably because there's no room in your life for worrying right. about those kind of well, things. Well, and it was like things like spirituality and oh, the way okay. the way they describe things and the way they address things and and some of it has merit. I'm not like writing it off. Like right. at one point, Oprah was talking about like learning to say no to things and and learning to you know like prioritize herself and that she doesn't always have to say yes to things and that. No one really thinks less of her if she says no. Right. But saying yes to things and opening that door, people will come back and ask you for more and more and more because you've shown them that you're okay with that. Right. Which is a good lesson. I think that's valid. That's a good lesson. But there are other things that they talked about that are just like, no, or like the, the words you're using are kind of misleading of like, you're rewi- re- rewriting language. You're, you're giving definitions to things that are not their true definition. Always a dangerous practice. Right. So, uh, I don't know. You might, maybe when we go on our trip tomorrow, we'll pop on a little bit of this podcast and we'll see how you feel about it. I kind of want to listen to it, to be honest with you. Um, I couldn't take too, too much of it because it's just like <laughs> something that I can't stand. Sort of That's, exhausting. Yeah. But... I wanted to give it a college try, at least. (laughs) Um, I also listened to part of another episode. Um, Oh, my goodness. What is her name? 
Janet Mock. Janet Mock was on an episode. I don't know who she is. Um, she is known. She is a very public trans woman. Okay, and she's done a lot of things. I think she has like a show that she writes or produces or directs, and she does a bunch of stuff. But um, she did an episode with Gwyneth, and I was curious about that mm-hmm. because she, um, Janet Mock, is a very public advocate for people who are trans uh-huh. and I was just curious how that would go. And it was the part that I heard was fine. I mean, <laughs> there right. wasn't a whole lot. There wasn't anything controversial for sure. Like it doesn't end up being like new agey stuff. It's all like sort of like uh, life affirmation type stuff or. um, I mean, I, I didn't listen to too, too much of it, but. It was basically like they touch on trans issues, but very lightly, and then they kind of talk about other things. Gotcha. From what I heard. Um, and the only comment, I mean, Gwyneth obviously was like supportive and everything. Yeah. But the only like specific comment she said was like, you know, there is an all gender bathroom in her children's school and like that the world is kind of catching up and it's not really where it should be mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it's like, yeah fine like they didn't really dig into that there was and the title of the the like description of the episode was that like janet mock schools gwyneth paltrow on such and such issues and i'm like well like you didn't it's really like, talk about it from what i heard maybe further into the episode but yeah. it was nothing dicey it's like, i mean put the gloves down ollie right it's a it's <laughs> gwyneth's episode like it's gwyneth's show no yeah. one they're not gonna have anything podcasts aren't live right they are edited yes so it's not like there's gonna be anything that she doesn't want to be heard. Right. You know? I mean, ours is pretty unedited, but a great many of them are produced pretty heavily, especially by a media empire such as Goop. Right. Um, there was another thing I was going to mention. Um, I was reminded of what I said, potentially dangerous advice, scientifically unproven. Oh, crap. I can't remember oh. now. Um, oh, that's what it was. The sunscreen. The sunscreen thing. Okay. It's another product that they sell or one that they endorse. I can't remember. But the one that Goop specifically mentions, it's like, again, all natural and all this stuff. Okay. It's SPF 18, and it is ludicrously expensive. Really? Yeah. You can get SPF 60, like a jar of SPF 60 from right. Walgreens for like 10 bucks. Yeah, that stuff's like... like- Pretty pretty cheap for the the sort of like standard grade stuff, right? And when I thought about her saying like the sun can't hurt you, I'm like, well, clearly she does think the sun can't hurt you because she's endorsing SPF 18 sunscreen, <laughs> right? Like that's what someone who doesn't think the sun can hurt you would do. That's like way under the recommended SPF, right? Is 60 right. recommended for like most exposure, or is it um, even higher now? It used it used to be number. at least thirty, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. And there was a time when people said like anything higher than fifty isn't real or isn't really helping. Yeah. And you also have to pay attention to what they're blocking because there are different rays sure. that they both can do damage. So you need to make sure that it, it's blocking the right things. Yeah. Also, like getting a little bit of sun. Okay, because you do need vitamin D, and a source of that is from the sun, and sunscreen does block vitamin D. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't get vitamin D if you are wearing sunscreen constantly, but, like, you never want to get burnt. Right. You don't want to get burnt if you can prevent that. Yeah. 
Every time yeah. you get burnt, you have that increased chance of like, like right. mut- what do they call it, mutagenic type behavior or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so that's just something else that I thought was interesting that I didn't really have a space to talk about it in this whole thing I did, but you know, I there's just so much. I feel like if you covered your skin with mud, you'd have better shot than 18 SPF. It's not good. It's not very high. No. Um, and certainly if I had like a health and wellness website, not something I'd be endorsing. Yeah. It's, it's just, I don't know. I think some of it's misleading. I don't think it's fair to people. Yeah. But again, I'm coming, I'm not her audience. No. I'm not her audience. We are not the kind of people that are interested in that kind of stuff to begin with. Right. And I don't have the money for a $55 egg to put inside of me. (laughs) (laughs) This is a good time to talk about the fact we're starting a Goose Chase Kickstarter. (laughs) (laughs) We only need to raise 60 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) The eggs are just $10. (laughs) (laughs) We have different tier donations. Oh my goodness. Can we please make like little stone eggs and engraved in them? It just says, don't put me in your pussy. I wonder how many people have been made wildly uncomfortable by this episode. Um, We've talked about my cysts and we've talked about sex dolls. That's if, true. If they're still here, they're fine. Yeah, you're right. If they've <laughs> Maybe stuck if around. it's their first episode, they heard me say pussy five times already <laughs> and they're like out if that bothers them. Yeah, right. And if that's the case, uh, bye. Because <laughs> I, I say things a lot. Yeah. I say things a lot. To recap something you said, I think it's an important touchstone for this whole thing. It's like uh, I think it's it's something very important to recognize. Is like uh, as we mm-hmm. as we round this out is, I think you're right. I think she believes what she's hawking. I do. I just think she's wrong. Right. And I think that when you do this kind of thing for long enough, and people come to you with endorsement deals, and you kind of have to scratch your head and go, "Can I please just believe in this?" Because there's a lot of money on the line. Right. And. It, it's a thing I said before. When you live a kind of sheltered life in a specific way, mm. you don't have anyone challenging you. Yeah, the kind you don't of people have that have anyone entourages. pushing back. Yeah, and saying, um, maybe don't like, don't sell eighteen SPF sunscreen on your site. That's about like health and wellness. Yeah. Or maybe don't say the sun can't hurt you because like it really can. Like as regular people who like are exposed to the to the world and life and other people all day, every day, we're confronted when we have a problematic idea. And That doesn't mean that we don't still have those problematic ideas or that we're all perfect and we all Mm -hmm. believe the same happy, shiny things at all. Yeah. But we're we're confronted more often, and so a lot of bad ideas die on the playing field. People have less to, like, gain from just being near us, like we're going to shower them with something. Like, you know, when you have money and status, Mm -hmm. people just want to say yes to you. And also... I don't have influence over people because I don't have that money or that status. You know, you have like the normal human amount of influence well, plus a little bit. I guess bit, a, little a little bit more because I have a podcast. You get that cute butt. And, well, and that little booty. It goes a little bit, and the a little, little bit booty. farther. You can get a little bonus points for that booty. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, <laughs> not the boobs, though. The boobs do nothing. 
Why do I even have these? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't have that kind of influence. You don't have that kind of influence. So my opinions don't matter as much. Honestly, in in that way, of course my opinions matter. Yeah, but it's not as important that I be a little more picky about the things I'm telling the world I believe. Yeah. Because no one cares. Yeah, I know what you what mean. What I say. The larger like, the larger the ampli- amplification of your voice and your opinions and the farther you reach, the more responsibility you have to right. be pretty damn sure about what you have to say. And I think we try pretty hard. I think we do. On this show with a very small audience to be honest and, and thoughtful about what we have to say. I think in general it's good to vet your sources. Uh-huh. It's good to um, confront whether you believe something because you really want to in your heart yeah. or because it actually appears to be factual and true. Yeah. And, you know, try to do that. Like, just try to do that thing. Try to think critically. Mm-hmm. It's upsetting to me that someone who has an audience just doesn't do that. They and- don't care. It's hard to get inside the head of someone like that, and you hope that they try at least, but I just don't know how people arrive reasonably. And again, that that. being said, I do think she really believes it. Yeah. But like you said, she's wrong. (laughs) It just seems like it on a lot of this stuff. Maybe not not everything she endorses, I'm sure, is bad. Not everything they sell is awful. There were a couple of things I looked under their products. There were a couple of things that were affordable and fine. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Like, I can't make fun of that. It's like 10 bucks. Right. Who cares? But just, it's something that really gets to me. Yeah. Me too. Makes me mad. (laughs) (laughs) But I do, I don't think she's a bad person. I don't like think any less of Gwyneth. I never thought about Gwyneth Paltrow too, too much. Right. Oh, there's a dog there. Oh my God, that scared the (laughs) shit out of me. Yeah. Oh, you tell you say Gwyneth Paltrow enough, and a wild boba appears. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't disparage her. Yeah. Right. In this, she could obviously do a better job of like maybe doing some more research. But this is the kind of thing that happens when a celebrity wants to have a lifestyle to be a guru. Yeah. There is ultimately at the center of all this. I am some kind of arbiter of taste and judgment and, 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 you know, what might be good for you. Right. Which is an inherently, I guess, kind of selfish impulse. And we're mm-hmm. guilty of it, too. We're guilty of that, too. We want to kind of ascribe what's, you know, what's the right way to approach things. I think it comes from a place of, yes, I am a celebrity. I do have people who pay attention to me. And I found these things that work for me. And I have this audience, like... It would be wrong to not share it. Yeah. It like that is the the headspace of it all. Right. And to want to connect to people mm-hmm. and to foster that feeling of like closeness and familiarity. And none of that is bad or wrong, but you just I'm just gonna keep repeating myself over and over at this point, so we should wrap it up. But <laughs> basically, yeah, like it it's problematic. I don't think she does it on purpose i don't think she's a bad person and i don't think everything the website endorses is bad and wrong right but some of it is 
as a final send off, just don't put things in your pussy <laughs> <laughs> that haven't been tested by like the FDA or similar organization. Yeah. That's probably pretty good life advice in general. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to leave it there. Um, well, thank you for that <laughs> very specific advice I can't do much with personally, but could be very just helpful to same our thing, listeners. Same thing, but... With butts. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> even more importantly, definitely, with butts. Definitely don't put a jade egg in your butt. Yes. Unless there's like a, a larger base on it, don't put it up your butt. <laughs> um, you don't want it to get lost in there and it will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for that. Suction. So, okay. <laughs> you, you, can, you can stop. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you for that. Um, if you have... Wow, that's, that's a hard one to close out here. <laughs> um, if you have any more suggestions for the show, please send us an email, goosechasepodcast at gmail.com. We've gotten some. We got one from Laura we have to have a look at. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Also, um, please keep giving us beer name and style suggestions. Yeah, right. Dave needs some ideas. Can I eventually do a Goose brewing. Chase brew one of these and, days here? Um, I we have been playing around with the idea of maybe designing some merch, or I've been playing around the idea with maybe designing some merch, and uh, we'll let you know if and if anything happens with that. Yeah. I think if it does, it's probably going to be like maybe like a cafe press kind of thing where we design it and you could just buy it on whatever item you want to buy it on. Sure, because. I don't have that kind of overhead. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, we'll update you on stuff like that. In the meanwhile, thank you again for tuning in to Goose Chase. Goose Chase. We will see you next week with another episode. Have a lovely week. Of Goose Chase. <laughs> Thanks. I'm just going to keep saying yeah, just, just Goose keep, Chase. Just keep saying it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcasts on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at Goose Chase Pod, and our website is www.goosechasepodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at goosechasepodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Want to go on a goose chase? Ooh, yes. 